Previously on Dial M for Magic, the game prepares for boarding. The submarine is en route to save a friendly ship from imminent destruction. They are launched out of their torpedo in order to board the vessel, and when they're there, they are met by absolute chaos. Let's see if they can save the day again, or if they have, more likely, gotten in far over their heads. The first thing you're going to do, actually, is roll initiative. Oh, right. So how many raiders on this freighter? Is the number of raiders on the freighter greater than the number of guys oh, on our side? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> God damn. I'm surprised, but glad you asked. Uh, so <laughs> from what you can see, and luckily all of the people from Ransheim are wearing like the Ransheim flag. Their, their clothes have it, so you can kind of tell. It looks like there's eight currently on the deck. There might be more below or you know, elsewhere, but you can see eight Ransheim soldiers, and you see what look like three or four, or pardon me, two or three uh, members of the freighter who are kind of fighting them. And you also see a number of people are already dead from both sides lying on the deck. And in total, you see five kobolds, some sort of it's not a triton, It's it looks more reptilian than that, but there's like uh, roll nature. I got a six for nature. <laughs> ah, shit. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to roll? I can do it. I'm not I want to roll it with my new dice that are actually for red, and they have little red glitter in them. And I got a ten. Okay, you don't know what this creature is. Um, it is... Okay. Ten's not good enough. So it's... It looks... Uh, like it belongs in the water. It's got kind of a blue-green skin. Uh, out of game, this would be a Sahuaguin. That's a word. Sahuaguin, maybe? Uh, so, I guess about, like, a feral triton? I, mean, I don't know, that's not, that's not it. Um, it's, it's amphibious. It goes underwater. It, it's fighting with a trident, and it's fucking shit up. You also see... I said five kobolds already. Uh, there's a human human man uh, also fighting just, with this group. Just one dude. There's just a guy. And then there's Dave. Okay, so now you need our initiative. I do indeed. So this will be for red. Gonna be low this time. I got a six. Okay, six for Herman. Oh, I get plus one to my initiative, so it's seven. So a seven for Herman. I got a 21. 20, oh Jesus. I am so alert right now. Red has a hypervigilance happening right now. Much like Dan, Red's really hyper right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you get, Jordan? Uh, I got a 10. 10, okay. We share an initiative. You don't have to roll your own. But I want to. It's like, but I got a 24. (laughs) And you put me in this bag. Okay. So, uh, here's what happens first. Uh, Red, you got the highest initiative. So, what uh, you see, um, it looks like 
Uh, there's three kobolds who are attacking what looks to be a dwarf. There is the human who is attacking another crew member, maybe a furbolg, kind of hard to tell. Um, and then there are two more kobolds and this Sogwin who are attacking another Goliath. They do not appear to have noticed you yet. I would like to, first of all, cast a mage armor, which is a new invocation I have with my level up. Uh, I can just cast that at will. It doesn't take a spell slot. Uh, but that boosts my AC to 16. Um, and then I'm going to... Who's the closest to me in terms of these combat things? Uh, it looks like the three kobolds fighting the dwarf are the closest to you. Okay. Hmm. What do I have that I can do as a bonus action? <laughs> Because casting that took my action. So I'm gonna... Uh, 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 uh. I have a question about this necklace of prayer beads that I have. Do I not find out... Because it contains several different spells that it can do. Do I not find out what that is until I use it? That was my understanding. Okay. Because it, it has the potential that I could cast Bless on one of my folks. But I guess that would take an action, too. You know what? I am just going to, because I don't have any good bonus actions, just go over to one of these combats so that I can help out with it when my next turn comes around. Uh, which one do you choose? They're all equally close to me. The one with the dwarf is the closest, but... Okay, that's the one I was probably going to choose anyway. So I'm going to go over there, uh, stand kind of behind the the dwarf in order to, like, help him out on my next turn. So it is now one of the kobolds nearest you's turn. And taking notice of you, they throw a rock at you from a little pouch at their waist. Okay. That is going to do... Or let's see if it hits... That is a 16. Uh, 16 is my armor class right now. So does that beat it? I think if, I think what we've been playing so far, if it meets it, it beats it. Okay. Then yeah, that, that will hit me. For consistency's sake, yeah, uh, that'll hit. Which is actually good for me because I have a reaction for that. Yeah, let me know what happens to me with this rock. Uh, well, I've got to see what damage it does first. It does five damage okay i'm going to take five damage and then i'm going to hellish rebuke oh shit okay (laughs) the creature that damaged me is surrounded by hellish flames he needs to make a dexterity saving throw bye kobold we barely knew you (laughs) yeah kobolds i don't think have a lot of health they don't uh that's an 18 um yeah that it will save uh he's still gonna take half damage though half damage uh that's 13 so half oh geez 13 that disintegrates the kobold entirely (laughs) there is a and then there's just ashes so well so bye that was easy Sucks to be that guy. It is the next kobold's turn, and they are going to try and hit you with a dagger. 
Me again? Well, you're right there, yeah, and you did just fair disintegrate. Fair enough. You did just commit a war crime. I didn't commit a war crime. I was defending myself. That is a 24. Well, that hits my 16, yes. <laughs> and that is going to be a 5. 5 piercing damage. Okay, how many did I take last time? Because I have to physically write it down. I think you also took 5. Okay. That's not great. Not great for me. It is now a different kobold's term, turn in a different fight. Um, so, Red, in your peripheral vision, you see one of the kobolds take a swing at the furbolg. Take a swing and miss in your peripheral vision, so it's, it's all pointless. Similarly, and all of you would be able to see this, uh, the human takes a swing at the goliath and misses. The Sogwin takes a swing at the Goliath also and misses. Uh, Treble, it's now your turn. So Treble is going to go up to... Did you say that the human is not on our side, right? He is... Mm, no. Okay. So I'm going to go up to... Does that does the human look like their leader? Or is this just like a human? Uh, roll perception. Mm, I don't know. Uh, that's gonna be a seven. You don't know. I'm gonna go just attack him, I think. Before I go, I'm gonna cast Bardic Inspiration on, uh, Herman. And I'm gonna say, uh, I don't have a poem for you today, buddy, but, uh, good luck out there. And I just kind of tap him on the arm. And then... So I cast uh, Bardic Inspiration on him, and then I'm going to head over to the human, and... Ooh, that could be fun. How close is he to the edge? They're right by the edge. Perfect. Is the person he's fighting also... Uh, yes. Mm. The, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the human and the Sogwin and the Goliath are all by the edge. I'm casting Thunder Wave, so I'm going to try and knock the human and ideally the the Sogwin into the water, like knock him off the, ah, push him off okay. the boat and into the water. But I'm also trying not to necessarily push. I don't have a ton of control over it because it's in a cube, but I try and find the best spot to at least get the human in the water and, if I can, the Sogwin too. Okay. It's a 15-foot cube originating from you. Oh. So, yeah, I'll have to kind of run up to them, and they have to make a constitution saving throw, or whoever it hits. Okay, well, that's going to hit all three, so I will roll those real quick. The Sogwin gets a nine. That is a fail. It takes... Six thunder damage and is pushed ten feet. So when you cast that, it <laughs> knocks the Sogwin over the edge. And you hear a thunk and then a splash. The human gets an 18. Uh, it succeeds. And yeah, it takes three damage and it's pushed five feet. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it, is, it isn't pushed. I'm sorry, it isn't pushed. It isn't pushed, okay. But it does take three damage? Correct. 
Okay, that's fine. And then the Goliath actually failed, so you knocked the Goliath over as well. And that will be uh, that will be my turn. Uh, Herman, it is your turn. Okay, so there's still still two kobolds that are like kind of facing off with uh, red. Correct. There's two kobolds uh, facing off with red and this dwarf. Uh, there is now just the guard captain, uh, who is now not fighting anybody because the thunder wave, uh, knocked both the Sogwin and the Goliath he was fighting into the water. And then there are two kobolds fighting a furbolg. So how close are the two kobolds to Red and the uh, dwarf? Five feet. I mean, they're, they're right next to them. I'm I'm behind the dwarf, and the dwarf is, I think, within the melee distance. So the dwarf is five feet, and I'm like, I guess, ten feet. Yeah, that makes sense. Instinctually, I was going to use my lightning javelin, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I would fry everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing all this as Herman? Well, not I'm not going to do it as Herman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Herman sees Red get hit twice, and he's like, Leave Red alone! I am Zeus, and my vengeance knows no bounds. <laughs> oh man, if we can shift Vincent D'Onofrio into Zeus, that'd be great because that one's copyright free. <laughs> I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is not copyrighted; he's just a no, person. No, but I don't think we can put his just name a on man. merchandise. <laughs> uh, by the way, his last name is spelled differently. <laughs> In, in this podcast it's oh, D'Onofrio O with O-H it, at the it's end it's also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very common last name it's just a coincidence so I'll throw the javelin I won't turn it into a lightning bolt though even though I really want to because I'll just hit everybody um, and I'll just aim for whichever cobalt is closest to red picturing all these other people hearing you say i am zeus and then you just throw a javelin like there's no lightning at all You're right i'm just pretending it's lightning i mean it looks like a lightning bolt it just he just didn't do the math so if i throw the javelin and i have disadvantage on strength and dexterity do i have disadvantage on my javelin throw i assume Why what do you, you have... have disadvantage on strength uh because my plate armor <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, but I have an advantage on strength checks, but not attacks. So, yeah, I have disadvantage on my, my throw. Uh... The way that you have built this character. <laughs> <laughs> it's legendary. The, the commitment to the roleplay of this character is legendary. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely sublime what you've done here. Uh... I have advantage, but also disadvantage. Wait, those cancel each other out, though. I think I'll have advantage on strength checks, not attacks, though. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't I, it doesn't apply to attacks. Yeah. So does my disadvantage also not apply to my attack? Because it's not technically a strength check? E, that seems right. Well, you're throwing a spear, right? Yeah. Or throwing a javelin. Yeah, the disadvantage wouldn't apply to that, so you would just throw a it A ranged normally. weapon is also a dexterity-based attack anyway, so... Well, I have disadvantage on dexterity, too. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, I love him. So, listeners out there, this is commitment to the character right here. This is what you want. <laughs> I also have bardic inspiration, though. 
You do. So you yeah, can you add so a, you can, what, a D8? A D6. A D6. Is that to, to the hit or to the damage? I forget. To any it's, roll. Uh, it's either, any part, anything. Oh, because okay. of, because well, of the new, the new um, additional magical secrets that they did for bards. Oh, right. So I guess you get to choose if you want to use that then. Uh, I rolled a 14. I'll use the Bardic Inspiration just in case. Well, the 14's going to hit, so you may as well save the insp- Inspiration. Yeah, um, kobolds are so easy to kill. Okay, fair enough. Uh, go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, so, what is the damage on the javelin normally? 1d6 it's plus 4? 1d6 plus 4, yeah. Uh, so I got 4 plus 4, so 8. You impale the kobold through the neck into oh, the... God. <laughs> into the deck and it like grasps at its neck and then goes limp yeah i eviscerated one with six damage so like they're pretty easy to kill no no, you incinerated (laughs) one with six damage the evisceration comes later (laughs) vincent goes stick around (laughs) ah there's the arnold puns (laughs) okay that's it for me Oh, wait, no, I get two attacks. I forgot, because I'm fucking super Vincent. Super Vincent. Although you don't have your axe anymore, right? No, he gave it no. to Hattie Anderson. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, so... He's back to so attacking now. with his, like... He needed something to remember me by, okay? <laughs> A walk of... It's all incredible. Care, that would have been better. It's all very good. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, uh, you do get an additional attack, though, so if you want to do that, you can use it on, I guess, the other kobold? I don't know. Yeah, so this is this is how it's going to play out. I'm running towards them, I throw the javelin into the one kobold's neck, and then I go to tackle the other kobold. <laughs> That's going to do it. Go ahead and roll an unarmed strike, then. By tackle, you mean step on, right? Because they're so small and you're so big. <laughs> so, crazy enough, with disadvantage, I got 20. Like a nat 20? No, I got 16 oh. plus 4. Okay, yeah, that'll hit. And with tackle, does that just grapple, or is that like a... That's a strike, right? I mean, I'm counting it as a strike. I don't... It doesn't really... You I, I mean, so if you want to grapple, you can. Kobold, that there's no way you tackling it doesn't damage it. Yeah, that's kind of where the dilemma that I've got. I would say just count it as a strike, and... I, so I guess that's a flat 5. Yeah. That's okay. I'll let him live. That way I can throw him off the boat next turn. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, he looks in pretty rough shape, so... That'll make him easy to throw. (laughs) Probably easy to throw, yeah. Unfortunately, as you're doing this across the other side of the boat, you hear a... Ah! And you see the furbolg keel over as one of the kobolds has hit him, or speared him through the chest oh no having said that one of your compatriots uh one of the tritons they've finally made their way to the deck and one of them has thrown a boomerang at that kobold which hits and then oh shit (laughs) okay (laughs) so the triton crits and uh the boomerang decapitates the kobold oh shit Oh Jesus! Uh, and then returns to uh, to the Triton's hand. The other kobold, seeing the decapitation of its compatriot, 
starts running at the Triton, and it is now red. I last turn forgot that my shifting uh, is actually a bonus action, not an action. So I should have done that last turn, but I'm going to do it now. Uh, I'm going to shift. So that gives me some temp HP. And I got my feathers and my wings and my black birdie eyes. And uh, does it look like the Furbolg is now like, like gravely injured, like death saving throws? Or, like, does the Furbolg need some healing? Because Red is trying his hand at being a really poorly optimized healer. Uh, you can make a medicine check. A medicine check. Okay. Are you sure it's on nature? Or survival? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's it's not. Okay. That is a natural one you, on these new dice. You're not even sure it's a Furbolg, to be honest. I don't uh. know shit. <laughs> Which is ironic when you consider fur bulgs and, and where they're typically found. I'm going to just say I don't know what's going on with that. I still have one kobold in front of me, right? Is there any other enemies? There are the human man and another, let's see, and two more kobolds on the deck. I'm going to, since I'm already in this position where the kobold is in front of me, I'm going to go ahead and um, Eldritch Blast him. And you're doing this to the one that Herman mauled or a different one? Oh, is the one in front of me the one that Herman mauled? Yeah. Oh, well then I'm not going to mess with that one. Herman's got it. I have 40 feet of movement right now. I'm going to move over to uh, where that human is. Not within five feet of him, but... Uh, just a little more on his level and uh, Eldritch Blast him instead. That's a ranged attack, right? Yeah, it's got plus seven hits. That is an 18. That will just hit. Okay. I do seven damage to him. While this fight is going on, the submarine has crept closer and actually begins to surface. When this happens, uh, the different, a couple of squads, uh, of which you can join one of these if you want to, Kitty, uh, start filing up the ladder into the conning tower of the submarine. Uh, Kitty is going to stay by the captain. The captain is not in this first wave. She has remained on the bridge, so that's fine. Yep, she's, I, yeah. I just wanted to give you the option just no! on the off chance Kitty! that you wanted to participate in the action. Kitty does not want to commit war crimes on a boat. <laughs> Treble does. I know Treble does. I don't think these are <laughs> war crimes. I'm pretty sure we're just helping out some people that are getting attacked. The human is going to swing at red. Okay, he's going to need to um, come closer to me. He, he okay. does. He moves adjacent to you. Um, and he's going to swing at you with his long sword with both hands. Hold on a second, because I am shifted. So I am going to use my shifting reaction, which I've never used before. Hold on. No, that needs to be at the end of his turn. Okay, so he gets to swing on me first, but then I get to use my shifting reaction to um, move away from him without opportunity attacks when he's done. 
So he's gonna for, he's gonna do his first swing. That is a fifteen. That doesn't hit me. Okay, and his second attack is even worse. So that's not gonna hit you Yay. either. And then I'm going to use my swift stride uh, reaction to move um, 10 feet away from him because he has ended his turn within five feet of me. And that doesn't provoke an opportunity attack from him. So I just like really quickly, like hummingbird style, just whoop away from him. Treble, you hear from over the over the side of the ship you hear a piercing scream and then you feel little vibrations in your feet and you see over the side a bluish green hand reaches up and grabs the railing and it is now your turn are we gonna get sirens uh, can I try and identify what this is? Is this that thing that I knocked off the edge, or is this something yeah, else? Yeah, it's the thing that you knocked off the edge. Okay, okay. Should I viciously mock him? <laughs> is that even a question? Of course you should viciously mock him. Bitch, get your hand off um, my ankle. How many people are left on the boat? That you can see. The dwarf... The there are three kobolds remaining and the human, two tritons from the submarine, and the party. So Herman, Red, okay. and you. Okay. So I'm going to position myself in such a way that uh, I hit the thing that's climbing up the boat, and so it hears it and. Um, Maybe some of the kobolds. I don't. I don't necessarily know what's like right next to this thing. I. I my main point is I want to hit this thing that's coming back up the boat. I really don't want this thing back up. You can hit that. It probably won't hit anything else. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a ten foot radius. It's called. Uh, I'm casting shatter. Um, and I. This one comes from me. West Side Story snapping at this thing because it's a sa- a loud ringing noise, painfully intense, and so I West Side Story snap at this uh, at this thing climbing up and cast shatter, and it uh, has to make a Constitution saving throw. That is a eight. Uh, that is a fail, so it takes three d eight thunder damage. takes nine damage any non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage okay uh one second here he's probably not holding anything maybe a non-magical sword or something he just got a rare antique vase in one hand (laughs) he's like no no it's it's anything that's being worn or carried it doesn't count so like there would be nothing else to damage Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I was, hope, I was hoping I was like, <laughs> snap his clothes off. No, that is not how Shatter works. It's sexy. Actually, it would be pretty badass if there were like barrels on the ship right next to him and all the barrels exploded as he got hit with it. Does it count for stuff on the ship? Yes, if that's it does within count the for 10 feet. If, if it's a, within 10 feet, yeah. 
Man, you're making me look up so many obscure stats right now. Uh, <laughs> the HP of a barrel. <laughs> the HP of a ba- the HP of a chain. The HP of a trident. Uh, the the HP of an anchor. Um, actually, you are kind of by the anchor, so I guess that's gonna explode. Oh, it does nine. It gets it takes nine damage. So actually, the the anchor is gonna be okay. Okay, so you did some damage to this thing. Uh, Herman, it's your turn. Okay. So my ADD is extra fierce today. Uh, the person who threw the boomerang was a bad guy. No, that's that's one of the tritons who helped you get onto the ship. Oh, so that's one of the good guys. Okay, so yeah, who, that's one of the who, good guys. Who's left of the bad guys? You've got three kobolds, uh, the human, and the thing that's climbing over the railing. Every time you say th- three kobolds, I just keep waiting for you to say in a trench coat. In a trench coat, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that comes other, later. That's the end boss. <laughs> so other than the cobalt that I'm currently like pinning down, who's the closest to me from there? The two kobolds who... Or the one kobold, I guess, who was fighting the furbolg is the next closest to you. And they're about 20 feet away. 20 feet away? Probably. How heavy are kobolds? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait uh, wait hold on i have the stats for this somewhere uh, <laughs> the answer is like not at all like they're like 40 pounds i mean they're really or i guess it's more than that maybe 60 pounds they're really not that like big. aren't they like even smaller than gnomes they're tiny well they're smaller than goblins and goblins are really yeah. small we'll say for the sake of argument that they're 40 pounds and call that good okay so with bardic inspiration how far could i throw a kobold quite far between 25 uh, and 35 pounds they're two to three feet tall and between 25 to 35 pounds well these are muscly cold yeah this kobold's (laughs) put on some weight from lifting roll for muscle he yeah he's he's been getting gained can i throw this kobold at one of the other kobolds that's all i need to know yes (laughs) okay it's 20 feet away yeah you could throw him that far we're doing it but you but you do need to make a strength check to see yeah, so wait, it's gonna be so disadvantage. You, so, but you have adva- wait. It's a, but you have advantage on strength checks. Oh, that's true. So, so it, it, it cancels out. out. It's just a true roll. Perfect. So, true roll plus bardic inspiration if I need it. All right. So, Vincent goes. Hey, short stuff. Catch. Oh god damn it! <laughs> Eighteen, baby. Plus four. Yeah. 22. Oh wait, that's Woo! yeah. Go ahead and roll for. Di- for damage, and I'm gonna say it's 1d6 plus 2. Okay. Straight up 6. Damn. Okay, well, you just killed a kobold with another kobold, so <laughs> if, they, if this were Xbox Live, there'd be an achievement for that or something. <laughs> two turns, one stone. <laughs> kobold bowling. And with a sickening squelch, they collide. And not quite disintegrate, but there's just a pile of kobold juice. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't like what I did either. <laughs> what is remaining is a kobold, the human, and the sogwin. Okay, now, since I get a second attack, I'm going to pick up my javelin and throw it at the human. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit. Bardic inspiration. 15. 15 that will actually miss ah so that your javelin embeds close to the human but it embeds into the deck and does not hit okay gave it our best shot the old college try 
the old college try. So at this point, you hear from the from a like you're kind of fighting in the middle of the deck to the front of the deck, uh, and there's like a cabin uh, towards the back of the ship, and you hear this roar come from the back of the ship, and plowing through the the door, holding a kobold in each hand, is a bugbear. Uh, an armor-wearing bugbear with a bright purple headband. And he's just walloping these kobolds, ramming them into the walls of the cabin and the ship as he goes by. Can you give a description of a bugbear? I can try. They're very furry. Um, They're like a bear. But no, it's not man. like a bear. No. It's nothing like, like a, a bear. It's, it's like a big it's, goblin. But they're furry. It's a f- furry, hairy goblin, much taller and stronger than a goblin, though, and much stealthier. Typically, I think they're viewed as like a... They're, they're, they're an uncommon slash monstrous race, but they've got kind of uh, tannish brown skin. Very strong, very muscly. Uh, this particular one is wearing rather dented plate armor and has like a purple headband on and has taken some damage. So is visibly bleeding from a couple of wounds. Uh, he's got an arrow sticking out of his chest and that's what you see. And we know that this bugbear did not come with us. Correct. The bugbear definitely did not come with you. So maybe a member of the crew of the ship that we're on? That would be a logical assumption, yes. It's one of the kobolds, one of the remaining kobolds turns. And it, seeing what this bugbear is doing to its compatriots, actually starts booking it for the gangplank. <laughs> uh, fuck okay. this shit, I'm out. However, the triton with the boomerang is going to try and stop it, and we'll see if he hits or not. Oh, that is almost a crit fail. He misses. It is now Red's turn. Yeah, seeing him run towards that gangplank, um, I'd like to... Is there, is there any indication that there are more crew that are going to come across that gangplank onto this ship? Or is this... Uh, like yes. There are more people over there. There are more people over okay, there. Okay, so I would like to try to... Just dash over there with my 40 feet of movement and see if I can disconnect these ships from each other. So what would that entail? You used your bonus action last turn, right? To give yourself 10 feet of separation from the human? That was my reaction. Yeah. That was your reaction. Okay. So I still have an action. And a I'm trying to determine if that'll promote provoke an attack of opportunity going the other way because you do you would have to pass by him again to get to the gangplank. Okay. Kit, do I have enough movement to like go around him without getting within 5 feet of him? Yeah, yeah, I guess you can. It, you'll you won't have any more though. You'll arrive like exactly okay. at the gangplank. So that's plank. that's my 40 feet. So I have no more movement. What am I looking at with the gangplank? Like, what's the deal? 
the gangplank is securely lashed to both sides. Um, there's like a gap in the ship's railing where gangplanks would go, and there's little brackets, metal brackets set into the sides of the wood where you can tie it and secure it. So it's secured with ropes, and it looks like there's a chain, two chains with hooks uh, set into the gangplank, holding it rigid. Okay. So the chains with the hooks, that is something where I could just sort of unhook it. But with the... Correct. But with yeah. the ropes, I would have to, like, cut through it. Chop it. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many actions is that going to be? I have a bonus action and an action. You let me know how much I can accomplish in this turn. So you can, I will let you do either both of the chains or cut both of the ropes, but not, or a mixture of the two, but not both. Okay, I'm going to get rid of these, uh, both of these chains. And is that, does that take my action and my bonus action to do each chain? Correct. Okay, I'm going to get rid of both of the chains and then um, I will just be here I still have a reaction for my next turn if anybody tries to come across, but it should be like a little bit more difficult for them to come across without the chains, right? It'll be unstable, yeah. So they will have to make basically dex checks to make sure that they don't fall in the water. Okay, I'm going to just stand here and sort of be on guard until my next turn. Okay, uh, I will also say for the ropes... That will require probably like a a strength check because they're like thick ropes. Okay, I might have a spell that can help me get through them, but we'll okay, see. that's that's fine. I'm just letting you know they're like thick maritime ropes. Um, it is the human's turn, and seeing that Herman just tried to impale him with a javelin, he is going to cross the deck and try and hit you with his sword. So he raises the sword over his head and mutters, Filthy Goliath! Bring it on! Okay, so the first one is a 15 to hit. Nope. Okay, airball. I got plate armor, I'm tough as shit. And the second one is a 23. Well, that'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I jinxed myself. Ah, you've fallen victim to one of the classic blunders. Because he hits you with both hands, it's actually going to be more damage. Okay, so that's going to hit you for six slashing damage. As the human slashes you, uh, he yells, I need reinforcements! And he kind of yells it in the direction of the ship, uh, the other ship. Now then, the Sogwin has clambered over the side of the ship and now stares you down trouble and attempts to hit you with its trident very well yeah that's fair enough (laughs) um okay so they are going to attempt to impale you or hit you with the trident um so the first one is oh shit that is a 22 uh, that will hit. Okay, and then that's going to be eight piercing. And then they're going to try and they kind of thrust with one hand with this trident and they swipe at you with their claws. Claws is going to be... Oh, that's not going to be as good. That is a ten to hit. 
That will miss. Oh, wait, no, shit. No, that... Oh, that's worse. That's a uh, eight to hit. <laughs> <laughs> that will still miss. Okay. Um, and that's their turn. Is this thing looking bloodied, or is it... Not really. Okay. All right. uh, it is now your turn, Treble. So, I'm going to... I'm thinking about casting a spell, but I think... Uh... If he's going to swing at me with his claws, I'm going to swing at him with his, my rapier. Mm, a 12 probably misses. God. That will miss, yeah. That'll be my turn then. Okay. Uh, Herman, it's your turn. So the human that's in front of me just slashed me in the face, then turned and asked for backup, right? Correct. So as he turns back to look at me, I'm going to look him square in the eyes and go, no one's going to be able to save you. And then I want to grab him and throw him... Or actually, wait. He's next to me. Where's my javelin in relation? It's like five, ten feet behind him. Oh, perfect. Because you, you threw it at him and then he advanced to hit you. So I have a question. How come Vincent D'Onofrio is not constantly rolling intimidation checks? So I feel like everything he says is an intimidation check. That's fair. <laughs> uh fair uh do you do you want to intimidate here yeah let's do it let's intimidate him okay sure <laughs> i do want to do that um, uh, what you got do i have an advantage on intimidation you might uh i don't remember reading anything about advantage on intimidation you have proficiency in intimidation yeah i have a plus four so i got 12 in, for intimidation okay so i'm gonna actually roll I guess it would be a charisma. It's for... insight against intimidation, I think. Oh, it's insight? Okay. Well, I'll roll that and see where this stacks up. Uh, well, that's a 20. Dirty 20. So uh, I'm going to say you are not able to intimidate this man. Okay. In that case, I'm just going to Spartan kick him in the chest and try and knock him onto the trident. Or onto the uh, javelin. Oh, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. Um, Except my rolls were terrible. With disadvantage, I got a five plus four, so nine. That, ugh, yeah, that's not gonna. My, you uh, you hit you hit a lot of air. My damn heavy plate armor making me all off balance. <laughs> that's why he wasn't intimidated. He could see you just swaying under the weight of your plate armor. Oh, wait, but I get two attacks, so I'm just going to kick him again. Try and kick him again. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So, seven. <laughs> Roll a nat 20 and then a seven. Oh, man. Oh, that that's sucks. too bad. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not going to hit. Oh, so it is now the bugbear's turn. And the bugbear... I guess gets bored of hitting kobolds into walls because he takes the kobolds and bashes their heads together and they go limp and then he just throws them on the ground and he's like looking around for someone else to attack and he points at the human that you're fighting Herman and yells hey asshole get over here and starts running I think this guy and Vincent D'Onofrio are gonna become good friends <laughs> I like the cut of that guy's jib. <laughs> Actually, that would be great if I had given him the jib as a weapon. Uh, oh yes, but 
I was not that smart and didn't think about it, so... Okay, so the kobold, the remaining kobold at this point, uh, is actually going to run by you, Red. Um, okay. so, or I guess is going to try and get over the gangplank, so, I so get this would provoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I think I can just do weapon attacks for attacks of opportunity. So I'm going to try uh, to just get him with a dagger. I have a dagger. That's uh, 12 plus 6, 18. 18. Um, and then I get a D4 plus 3. Uh, that's 4 damage. Not quite, uh, not quite enough. You you stick it in his leg, though, and he is visibly bleeding. Okay. So. And then he has to make a dex check if he wants to try to cross that gangplank, right? Correct. So he's going to do that now, and that is actually one stat in which kobolds typically do well in. So we're going to see how that goes now. But he has a dagger in his leg. Does that... Seems like disadvantage. <laughs> you know... Did you want to take the dagger out, or did you want to leave it in? I have two daggers. I can leave it in. Of course you have two daggers. Okay, yeah, then I'll (laughs) say it's disadvantage. So he rolled a 19 on his first one. And a 6 on the second one. (laughs) So he starts limping across the gangplank, and then... Like he maybe did does a Three Stooges esque pratfall <laughs> and falls off the gangplank into he the He maybe water. wasn't expecting it to be unsecured. unsecured. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I have one dagger, which is fine. Now you have one dagger. At this point, it looks to, that the, it's just the human and the Sogwin who are still fighting. And Red, it is now your turn proper. Um, the other two Tritons, while this has been happening. Uh, you can see that one of them brought a little rope ladder, and they have put that over the opposite side of the ship, the side that you guys came up on. So more people and can, you can see get the, on? Correct, yeah. So the submarine has now started to surface. Uh, or actually, it has surfaced, and it's coming up next to uh, the rope ladder. So let me know if this is two shenanigans. Um... I'm thinking I have Druidcraft as a cantrip, and it can um, light a candle, torch, or small campfire, and I'm wondering if I can just set a fire on these ropes um, just a slight distance away from the actual ship, like in the middle of the ropes. Hmm... Jordan, you gotta leave in this long, this long silence of Henry deciding if I can do this. I remember a couple days ago, I was playing video games with Henry, and he said, you know, I think for this next episode, I have a good plan of what's gonna happen. He was like, there's not a whole lot that could change. (laughs) And then this long silence happened, and I realized, dear listener, we fucked it up. (laughs) Okay, um, sorry, I was, uh, smoking some grass. Um, every podcast, every D&D podcast needs a magical twink who fucks up all the DM's plans. And that's me. (laughs) 
This has been Fraser Crane DMing for you <laughs> on KA780. <laughs> Wishing you good mental health. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. You can try and be precise with it, but you're going to need... You're going to need to roll precision. Um, I will do that. And I will say also, like, if it if it seems like it's going to be really bad, I can also instantly snuff out a candle torch or small campfire. So, like, on my next turn, I could destroy it if it turns out really bad. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to try. So what do I roll for the precision? You roll a d20. And you need to roll higher than a 17, at or above a 17. Okay, is this a dex thing? Can I add my dex modifier? No modifiers. But it's dex! Okay, fine. You, Actually, no, 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 no modifiers. I, I Just, right. just roll. Just roll the fine. dice. The DM has spoken. Ugh. I got a four. <laughs> even with my modifier it wouldn't have helped i rolled a four listen you all give me shit all the time for (laughs) fucking shit up and then red does shit like this and nobody says anything to do a good thing is a cute little boy he's a cute little boy we just want to protect him (laughs) he's cute Fuck that! <laughs> can I bonus action pray? <laughs> you can always bonus action pray. Okay. I hate to cut that line. Cut it. <laughs> I was gonna say that's for advice no. for all of our listeners out there. <laughs> you no, no, that's anti-advice. Pray. Actually, you haven't talked about G- Sir Gerald Birkenstock in a while. Do you? Do you want to? Yeah, pray? I do want to do a little sort of. Do you want to ask him into sort your of heart? Help me. Uh, I I just do the thing that I do when I do risky stuff, which is like take out my little feather and whisper, "Help me, Sir Gerald Birkenstock," and then do it. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll religion. Okay. Even though he's a fae, but I I guess he is also kind of he- like a god. He it's religion. religion. He is religion. He's my god. <laughs> You're not getting out of this. It's religion. I have a minus it's one religion. religion. I rolled a 12. That's an 11. Okay, you, you don't get anything. You don't pass the vibe check. You don't check get for, shit. Uh, you get nothing. Red, Good you day. don't get shit. Sir <laughs> so Gerald Birkenstock works in mysterious ways. Just tell me what happens. I try to cast well, a fire in the middle of well. Oh, okay. I, so I do have you trip and I can create fire, but I did a bad job at where I am facing you in set... the direction of the other ship. So you set the the rope on fire. You also set part of the gangplank on fire. Okay, well that's not bad. Is it closer to this ship or closer to the other ship? Closer to the ship you're on. So not great. All right. Not ideal. Um, it could be worse. This is not the ship we want to destroy. Um, I still have a reaction the... if anyone comes. Okay. Um, I'm going to pivot away from this briefly. Um, at this point, more tritons and kobolds from the submarine have started to board. So there are now five other crew members 
with you guys. They kind of spread out throughout the deck where there isn't fighting and are either looking at the bodies of the crew of the freighter or trying to put out fires. One of them, actually two of them, uh, go towards the back of the ship and one inspects the helm and the other looks looks to be doing something with the rudder. So kind of giving the ship a once-over. It is the human's turn, though, and seeing that he... It's pretty much just him and the Sogwin. He slowly starts backing, well, not backing away from you, but he moves a little bit to his right, closer to the gangplank, and he will attempt to swing at you again, Herman. That is a 21. Dang. On the first hit. I'm not messing around. Which which will do uh, five slashing. And remember, because you're raging, you take half damage from bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. The second attack is going to miss pretty pretty badly. So Herman, it, it, oh wait, no, it is now the Sogwin's turn, and it is actually going to try and bite you, Treble. Yeah, it looks pretty nasty. So it's going to try and bite first and then hit you with its claws again. So first with a bite. That is a natural one. Oh, shit. That hits. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Um, So it's going to try and bite you, and I guess it's going to try and bite something that's metal on you by mistake and break some of its teeth. So it's going to take a little bit of damage from that. It's then going to try and hit you with its claws. So that is going to be a little bit better. That will be a 15. That hits. I'll let you out of the box in a minute, base. Give me a second. I'm dealing with this. Before I tell you the damage, uh, when it hits you, you immediately feel cold all over your body. Like freezing cold. First thing is the slashing damage. So that's... So seven slashing. And then 17 cold damage. Oh shit. I am down. Don't worry about it. I'm here. I'm here for you. Uh, Treble, it is now your turn. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Get to do a nice little... Death saving throw, maybe? Yeah, I'll do a little, a little death save here. Come on. Just making sure I don't have... A lot any. of options here. You can death saving throw, or you could just die. I mean, it's oh, up to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You know, I think I'm just going to pass into the great beyond. Just <laughs> <laughs> we had a good run. We had a good run. I'm done with this character. Right. For first death save. It's a 14. Oof, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Herman, it's your turn. Okay, now that I'm done embarrassing myself with the flurry of awkward-looking kicks, well, now I see trouble go down, I'm, I'm thinking I need to focus my attentions on that sanguine. But the human does keep messing with me. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, well, let's try and grab the human and throw him at the sanguine then. <laughs> <laughs> If he's learned anything, just throw one problem at the other problem, and it'll fix everything. So we call a win-win right there. Yeah. Okay. 
I thought you were gonna like try and skewer the human with your spear and then like shish kebab him into the other like. No, I like throw him I like this the... new uh, tactic of just throwing things at other things. Just everything. I got a nineteen. Damn. Uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Oof. My favorite is just always the resigned sigh of Henry as he <laughs> tries to figure out how to fucking make all our dipshit stuff work. <laughs> okay, so you had a higher score than his strength save, so you can pick him up. <laughs> you have to make a dexterity throw to throw the human. <laughs> yeah, how do you determine what did I make you, how far... What did I make you roll last time for throwing the kobold into the other kobold? Nothing, because uh, it's a kobold. Nothing. It's just easy to throw. It's just a strength, strength saving throw. Yeah, because I already, I'd already tackled the kobold too. Oh, that's right. Just throw, roll another strength thing to th- to throw, and you also have part of inspiration if you need. Since you I have need. two attacks, we could say my first action was was grappling him and picking him up, and the second action can be throwing him. Sure. Sure. Why not? What? Oh yeah, we're gonna need bardic inspiration for that one. Oh wait, did you already use it? I don't think so. I think you did, actually. Oh, no, you did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got a 13, then. Um, that is going to barely miss. You do throw him, but you don't throw him into the Sogwin. Um, You throw him next to the Sogwin. He lands, like, he lands, like, awkwardly at the Sogwin's feet. Okay. At least you got your enemies in the same place. Mm -hmm. Still something. At this point, it is the bugbear's turn. Oh, yeah. Come through, bugbear. And he starts sprinting. And as he sprints, you see around one of his feet, he is wearing a large, like, plate metal boot. And it starts, like, little electrical sparks start flying off of it as he runs. And then he jumps into, like, a kung fu kick and kind of does a little pirouette in the air, like a, almost a Palpatine spin. And he plants his foot into the chest of the Sogwin. And as he does this, a bolt of lightning just zaps from his foot into, into this Sogwin. And as he's kicking, he says, That's the last time you mess with Barry Brigand Kicker! (laughs) And the motion of this kick carries the Sogwin over the edge of the ship. And you see, as as they both fly into the water, that the bugbear is just punching and... Like, kind of a Gandalf hitting the Balrog sort of thing into the water. And then there's a loud kersplash. And it is just the guard captain remaining. So, Red, it is your turn. I came here for a reason. And it was to get Treble up. When Treble starts to die. (laughs) 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 I have 40 feet of movement while I'm shifted. Is it enough to do that without opportunity attacks? Or do I need to take an opportunity attack? There's no one to make it towards you. So, yeah. I get over to Treble. And I take out his potion and give it to him. 
uh, go ahead and, and roll for that. Um, I want to pivot back to the interior of the submarine really quick. So Kitty, at this point, almost every every person that was in one of those boarding squads has disembarked from the submarine. So it's just you and the captain. And the captain puts a puts the cutlass through a little loop at her belt and says to you, All right, I'm going over. You can come with me or you can stay here. Up to you. And with without waiting for you to respond, starts climbing the ladder. Uh, um, uh, f- fuck. Uh, Which... She, she will climb uh, behind her. Oh, okay. No what else to do. That. She doesn't know what else to do. I, I think she just doesn't well, want to be all by herself on this submarine. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Responsible for the submarine. Sure, I was just trying to give Kitty an opportunity to do something something more this session, but... Uh, nope. I don't need to do anything else. I'm just gonna follow and see what's happening. Oh, okay. That's that's fine, too. I, I just didn't want you to feel like you were being left out. Don't um, so. worry about it. I'm here, too. Um, I have a question, just real quick through the ropes and gangplank so it bur- it's burned through a lot of the rope on one side of the gangplank it's also spread to the part of the ship that the gangplank is anchored in a little bit and onto the gangplank itself it's starting to smolder um it's taking a little longer because it is at sea so some of the wood is soaked in seawater got it just checking in no it- it's important for you to to check in on the status of your fire. So I guess the last action taken was you feeding Red the... Treble. Red you feeding Treble the health, health potion. potion. I think that takes up my action, so um, I'm not able to deal with the fire right now, but this is more important to me. I will deal with the fire next turn. Okay. Um, at this point, the guard captain is sees that he's kind of cut off and he just watched his one ally get pummeled by this mysterious well by barry um so he's just gonna swing all out at uh herman again sort of a last stand sort of thing uh that's not gonna hit that's a 13 on the first swing and uh, that's a 10 on the second swing, so... Uh, treble... Oh, did you roll for how much health you get back? Or I did. is it a flat amount? Yeah, okay. I got 13 back. Okay, well, it's your turn now, so I'm not sure what you well, what I will, you want to do here. I will stand. You have, Yeah, there's a lot fewer people. Um, it's basically just you three and this guard captain. I'm going to stand up and without acknowledging red just give him not without i'm just gonna give red a nice nod stand up look at the guard captain and say uh look at all the people that we just killed now it is your turn and he runs at him and uh jabs at him with his rapier ha and i'm gonna do it this time ha uh 22 that will hit. Okay. Yeah, I know. 
Incidentally, is base doing anything? Are you just keeping them in the bag? Trying to get out of a bag. (laughs) You just hear like kind of like what you're hearing right now, just like in like muffled in the background. Like he's not he's not hurt or anything like that. He's still in the box. He's just he's in a bag, not a box. It's a it's a bagish box. It's like a the square um, bag. (laughs) It's a square bag. Yeah, he's he's displeased that he is still in the box, but I haven't had time to get him out. Uh, uh, what was the damage on your rapier then? That was nine piercing damage. Okay. For a moment of flare here, can I, as a bonus action, open the bag and let base make a like a jumping like a a jump out attack on like on his face and like claw his face. I will allow you to let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Treble is going to open the bag and say, Say hello to my little friend. Perfect timing. Yes! We didn't, say, we didn't put that in. Runt oh. did that at the perfect moment. He literally did that at the perfect moment. What? He's actually really Such angry Such a professional right actor. Now. Great job. All around, good timing. No Just notes. For that runt, we're not going to replace you with an intern. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never make it in this industry, runt. You'll never, you'll never amount to nothing. Base, but you did understand the assignment. Base is so irritated that he's been put in this bag for so long. So as, when he jumps out, he's going to try and jump on the head. Do I need to roll just like a? I'm looking up cat stats. <laughs> it's um not great. They, it's... Have two, they have two hit points and can make a scratch attack. A scratch attack with plus zero to hit, and it does 1d1 slashing damage. Wait, why would you um, roll however, a d1? It's just one. I, for, the sake of, for the sake of flair, I will allow you, for this turn only, I will allow that to be a d4. Okay, okay. He's got so much anger, like, pent up that he's like... Adding extra. You know when a cat gets, like, really angry? I mean, oh, if nice. you put a cat in a bag for ten minutes and then pull it out, it is going to scratch the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> he got a 19. Unfucking believable Okay, yeah, you, uh... This cat's like a spring-loaded feline. It shoots <laughs> from the bag onto this human's face. And it- and this is uh, where the payoff of that nat 20 cat deception comes into play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The cat believes that you did not put it in the bag. This man did. <laughs> Trouble just opens the bag. He made me do it. He made me do it. It was him. Uh, he does two damage. Okay. Good job, base. Good job, base. Good job indeed. Okay, uh, Herman, it's your turn. So it's just this one guy. So uh, Vincent's gonna be merciful. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at him square in the face. I'm gonna go. You have two options. I can beat you to death, or you can jump off the ship. And I'll roll for intimidation. Okay, roll for intimidation. God damn it, crit fail. <laughs> uh, you so say you, this while you falling s- over under the weight of your armor. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Like you do, you slip on like some some oil or something and fall on your back while immediately after saying this. So, uh, yeah. oh, 
I'm uh, good effort, though. Remaining action to hide my embarrassment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Red, it's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna go back over to the scene of my crimes and uh, use druid craft again uh, to snuff out the fire. Do you have to be in a certain range for that to work? The range or... is 30 feet. Oh, okay. Then you're fine. Um, okay, the captain's not looking too great, and he is going to make a break for the gangplank, and he's going to take a swing at you, Red. He can do that. He can try so, it. His first swing is a natural one. Right. So a six, but... Uh, a one is a one. A one is a one. So he tries to swing at you, misses, and in part because of his weakened state, he he becomes imbalanced and falls over. Okay. He can swing again if and, he wants. I have another Hellish Rebuke left. Come at me, bro. Okay. Well, he is, in fact, going to swing at you again. And that's an 18. That does hit. Okay, so that is going to do 12 Ooh, slashing damage. Good thing I'm shifted. That goes through my six temp hit points, and now I am at 12 hit points. Okay. And I'm going to Hellish Rebuke him as a reaction. Okay. So make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, um, what is your rebuke? My rebuke is, how dare you? <laughs> Classic that, rebuke. Well, that leaves something to be desired. Uh, he got a 17 on his dex save. Uh, okay, so he's still going to take half damage. I am using a third level spell for this. So that's going to be... Um, half of 3d10. Uh, that's 20 total damage, so he takes 10. Okay. Uh, good, good chunk of damage there. I snuff okay. out a fire, and then I immediately set another fire on this man. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you still, like, in front of the gangplank? Yeah. Is he within five feet of me? Um, then I will use my, uh, or no, I just used my reaction, so I can't. I'm, I, I am, this is where I am. Okay. Um, he is going to swing at you, and if that misses, he's actually going to try and push you out Wait, of the he way. has another attack after the first two? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Well... Oh wait, yours was just was a, a reaction. Oh, you, yeah. pardon me. You're no, you're right. You're right. Excuse me. Um, it is now treble. Your turn. Okay. In a source of frustration, that, um, but also satisfaction that my cat trap worked. I'm going to, I'm going to use my ring of the ram, and I'm going to use one of the charges. So. A spectral ram's head emerges from my ring and kind of shoots out at the guy, and I'm hoping to hit him with enough force to maybe just knock him off the edge. And... Ooh. Does it do damage or just push? 
10. I know that I gave you the item, but yeah. I don't remember. No, that's what fine. It's, uh, on a hit, it's 2d10, force damage, and it's pushed. Okay, so roll uh, to hit then? It's going to be a 23. That'll hit. All right. Roll well. 12 damage, 12 force okay. damage, and it's pushed five feet. So that's going to kill him. What? How do you want it to look? Um, you know, in Skyrim, when you use, like, the Vustrodas spell, and mm-hmm. it, like, blasts them, like, away from you. Like, you do it off the side of a mountain, and you, like, shout somebody off the right. side of a mountain. It's perfect. That's kind of what I'm picturing here. Is just the ram's head hits the person, and it's just kind of like spinning through the air, but like spinning sideways in a very like how does that kind of work? Like ragdoll. And he just kind of spiral spins, yeah, Yeah. down into the water. Perfect. With a splash, the human sinks beneath the waves, and all is quiet for a moment. You, all of you, hear two things. The first is the sound of clamoring from the other ship. The second is what could maybe be described as a bugbear climbing out of the water. You hear a little splash and then a assholes! <laughs> and then a thunk, thunk, thunk. And the bugbear clambers back over the side. The bugbear kind of gets out and stands next to you guys. And he doesn't have a hat to salute you with but he kind of tugs his he- his purple headband a little bit he's like hey thanks for the help you guys on assholes and then he looks across and at the noise from the other ship and you see a troop of kobolds 10 to be precise another sogwin uh although this one has like a large a large hammer instead of the trident Uh, You also see two more humans, and perhaps most concerningly, you see a triton who appears to be doing some sort of spell. Their hands are raised, and there's blue tendrils of energy wrapping themselves around their arms. I'm gonna need more hit points. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Your cast, as always, was Jordan Fugit as Treble, Nathan Pierce as Herman Cranberry, Dan Rogland as Red, Bobby K. Kuffner as Kitty Bradley, and our dungeon master was Henry Rogland. Our artwork was done by Ashley Meisner Terran, and our music was done by Alex Hills. We'd love to hear from you and hear how we're doing as a podcast. So if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, the offer still stands where if you leave us a written review, we'll let you name a person, a place, or an item, anything you'd like in our world. We've already had some really fun additions to our world, and we'd love to see some more. Follow us on Twitter at m for magiccast or on Instagram at dial underscore m underscore podcast. Our next episode will be coming at you February 17th. We look forward to seeing you then. Uh, If you've been affected by any of the issues raised in today's episode of Dial M for Magic, um, why? If you own a yacht and you would like to complain about our uh, treatment of sailors, please send If you're a twink looking for a bear, give us a ring will help hook you up. <laughs>
Please don't email me about that. I don't want to field those <laughs> emails. He, email, email Jordan all the time about it. Just, email just Jordan your emails. complaints as a yacht owner and also your needs <laughs> as a twink. <laughs> email's gonna say, I'm a twink bear sailor and your episode is very offensive. You can't be a twink and a bear. And a bear, yeah. You, that's an, an otter. Person. 